Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I watched the second half of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And this is is the the other other half. What's up, Mike? I'm doing okay. Well, I didn't ask you how you're doing. I said, what's what's up? up? Does that mean? What is up is that I'm doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's what's up in your life is you're just plotting along, doing okay. What'd you do? You, you went to like a like an event uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, Comic Con. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it uh, was not a Star Trek convention. It wasn't. And You've so never is, been to a Star Trek convention. No, because I don't know anything about Star Trek. Me neither. Yeah. So this is gonna be very interesting for us <laughs> because I've seen a couple of Star Trek movies, later ones. Mm-hmm. Nemesis was one of them. Um, the bad ones. The bad ones. I've only seen the bad Star Trek movies, like yeah. the ones that no everyone agrees are bad. Yeah, and also the J.J. Abrams ones. Yeah, which are which fine. Some people say are bad. Some people say are bad, yeah. but or not Star Trek or whatever. Did you watch the second one, the one that had yes, Khan in it? I did. Which is very weird to watch that and then watch this. That was I, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, as, as Khan, Khan. Yeah, which is much different Khan than <laughs> this one. Um, so yeah, so we were suggested to this by David. David. Rep- recommended he was on one previous episode the escape from new york one yeah he recommended we watch a star trek movie or perhaps make a star trek he month. said a star trek month and, and i like, was like let's watch all the bad star trek movies and you said i've already seen all of them so that's true also yeah. the fact that we've just like i don't know about this whole watching a whole thing in a month yeah it's we, rough. we gotta take a break it's rough however it's rough. this is our second uh sci-fi movie in a row this is yeah you're right this is the second sci-fi movie in the row yeah. but the graphics are not as bad in this, surprisingly, than uh, Titan AE. At least yeah. I thought so. I mean, they are like physical, like props. Yeah, I feel like at least they're serviceable. Like, I think that the like production design, like on sets, the way it's lit and the way like things are staged, I thought that was really bad. Oh, really? It took me out of the movie several times, honestly. It definitely feels like a set. Like, it definitely yeah. feels like they didn't increase the budget too it much off the TV. It like a television set. Yeah. yeah, it is a little bit of a bummer. Which is weird, because this was not made in the same year as the television No, show. what I kind of pictured it as is more of a play. It's kind of how I thought saw mm. it more as, because so much of it just takes place in, like, stages or like rooms right. and it's right. just like okay and this is a the lot bridge. in like wide shots yeah this is the bridge this is the engine room this yeah is it the does kind room. of look like when they when they perform like a shakespeare play in a movie that's what i kind of felt like yeah. so, so this is this is no shakespeare it's no, it is not shakespeare <laughs> it is uh science fiction up the ass yeah yeah um, i guess there's some sort of morality tale being told here but I don't know. There is definitely a morality tale. Um. Anyway, yeah. did you like this movie, Mike? No. You didn't? No. Oh, I actually was really surprised how engaged I was by it. I think the thing that kept knocking me out was, I mean, okay, so like Khan uh-huh. is very upset with Kirk. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Captain Kirk, played by William Shatner. Mm-hmm. And so a majority of my scenes were just seeing William Shatner trying to act he is not a good actor. Oh, really? I did not think William Shatner was convincing. Yeah, I guess or... he didn't have, really have too much intense dialogue to do in my half. Yeah, in my half, it's just like Kirk lamenting the fact that he's done bad things. I guess he like accidentally somehow murdered Khan's wife or whatever. That sounds bad. <laughs> do you not know this? This is I, why Khan no, is after I, him. I did not know that. Oh, he never fuck, revealed this that. This is not going to be great because I don't know what happened exactly. He doesn't ever explain it in my half. He just says that... I guess somehow he he caused the death of Khan's wife. 
Indirectly, probably. Yeah. But it doesn't like a purposeful thing. No, but Khan basically blames him for that. That's fair. And that's I can why see Khan that. Khan is the bad guy in the movie. I can see is, that. This is like his revenge. Mm-hmm. This is his wrath. This is his wrath. Uh, but no, like every time we're on, like every time the camera like zooms in or doesn't zoom, it like sort of like it, it moves close. Tracks, Dolly's in. Dolly your tracks into um, uh, Kirk's face. I'm thinking, I'm like, Dolly's a side one. It's been a while since I think of a film class. Yeah. It's just not, it's not engaging. It's not like, I don't care. I, yeah. it's, it's, and it's not due to the character. It's more just due to like Shatner's abilities. Huh. I don't know. It I, didn't wrap. It, I felt like. It didn't enrapture me. You definitely need to see him probably before all of this. Cause shit went down about the time when you came into the movie. Oh, definitely. I entered the movie and everyone's so, bleeding and like, burned. Yeah. Cause like the first half of my movie was all just character development set character setup yeah. like all that stuff so probably they're expecting at this point because well, that's the thing is even with my half i had to figure out who everyone was because this movie yeah. doesn't hold your hand a lot it's no. like oh you probably watched other star treks right it's right, like right, right i have a vague idea because i watched jj abrams ones i've seen that'll like, help you clips. out it'll help me out yeah. i know the main characters i know their names yeah well, who are they uh we, we got we got we got kirk he's the captain right. we got spock he's right. leonard nimoy Dr. we spark. got uh he's he's a uh, uh vulcan uh-huh that's right vulcan vulcans don't feel anything they, they no got emotion. emotional things um we got a um sulu <laughs> sulu is right. george decay that's right and then we got uh, Pilots uh the ship. we got scotty yes and he's Irish or Scottish, excuse me. Is this character named Scotty? He's Irish. He's Irish. It's wacky. They just do whatever they want. And there's a character named Ira. She's Scottish. Yeah, it's like really weird. It's really funny though. If you think about it, it's pretty they meta. Keep mixing each other up. Yeah, it's crazy. So there's yeah, there's Scotty. Um, you got Bones. I love Bones. Bones is great. Bones is great. In every, I definitely, every honestly though, I think I prefer like J.J. Abrams' Bones. I kind of like this Bones a lot. Oh yeah, I like them. Okay. Um, yeah, your Vulcan mind. Maybe. Uh, what else is, is that? You it? Got, no, you got uh, one major. You got Aurora. 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 And then you've I got. I saw her though. I only heard her on the communications. And, <laughs> that's because that's her job. That's true. And then you've got the Russian guy. Chekhov. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Chekhov. Um, and his gun. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it the very first half, and I was like, <laughs> "Is it going to go off in the second? Who knows?" I guess you'll see. Um. And then you've got Khan. You got Khan, <laughs> who I only know from you know osmosis <laughs> like even though i don't think he's any other character what yeah. was very interesting is christy alley's in this that's right i thought that was christy alley yeah christy alley this is how, and then I oh, is that how you say it yeah christy alley christy alley she's a scientologist oh in real life uh, you know somehow not surprising <laughs> um this is apparently her debut role because it popped debut up role? debut role <laughs> debut role look you yes you have the kirsty so yeah. now every word is cursed <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so this is the first time she's i guess been on film before she went to do cheers mm, um okay so yeah so she is playing a vulcan that's right she's like a cadet but she's trained to be a captain she is yes and she uh is the student of Spock. yes yes so that's the whole kind of crush on 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 uh kirk oh i was hoping captain not. kirk it seems like she has like more of a res- intense respect for him at least mm. that's how i took it okay um Hot. Wet, intense respect. respect. (laughs) Of sexual kind. (laughs) I have sexually respect you. (laughs) It's where you're turned on, but like respect our boundaries. Of course, of course. course. She'd like to live long and prosper with him. (laughs) (laughs) Give him the Vulcan salute. (laughs) She wants him to find her Vulcan. So it was the hardest part for any Earthling, <laughs> finding the Vulcan. Where's the Vulcan around here? And they can't emote. 
they're, they're just oh god imagine Vulcans having sex with each other <laughs> yes that feels adequate <laughs> I'm quite pleasured right now stop I am done yeah yeah I'm complete <laughs> I'm complete <laughs> I'm completing I'm completing I'm completing <laughs> no they don't even say it like that they just say yeah, I'm complete yeah, yeah. I'm completed there's no way there's no way to have any emotion like that it'd be too crazy <laughs> Ah, anyway. Any, anyway. <laughs> um, so they start off an interesting way, very similar to how uh, Into Darkness starts off with it's all very intense. I've never seen that movie, by the way. Okay. So you have, I haven't. Okay, so this it starts off, I think, in the same way. I uh-huh. could be mixing it with the first. No, I don't think I'm mixing it with the first Star Trek. I have reboot. seen the first Star Trek, yeah. so I'm willing to it's, you there. It's okay. So there's a simulation, and it starts off with Kirstie Alley doing the simulation. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. What's the name of the simulation? God, I don't know. It's a specific scenario. The The, the MacGuffin scenario. MacGuffin scenario. It's very. It's fuck. What's it called? The Mahaka Baruku. Yeah, just say words. Akuna Matata scenario. Akuna Matata. Shit. Fucking Trekkies out there are. Oh, I love it. They're gonna hate it. They hate this so much. Oh man. Fuck. What's it called? The Makaka Bukukuku. The Bukaki side. The Bukaki. (laughs) There's a no-win situation. There's a no-win situation, and that's good Bukaki. Fuck, gonna kill no me. one wins. <laughs> the Bukaki Kakukus. Shit. All right, anyway, keep going. Anyway, it's a very up. important Bukaki situation they're in. <laughs> the Ricardo Baltava. <laughs> and they have, is that really what it's called? No, the oh. Ricardo Baltava is the guy who plays Akon. Ha- uh, <laughs> oh, I'd believe it. They just name after him. That'd be great. Um, but it's basically a no-win scenario, and they're testing yes. her to see how she reacts. And she doesn't understand it because she's a, she's like, I think this was unfair. And, and uh, Kirk's like, well... You know, it's important to know how people act when faced with death as well as they are in winnable situations. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's crazy. Whatever. Yeah, it's basically a situation where you can't win. The ko- Koyabashi Maru. Or ko- Kobayashi Maru. Stop making up words, Mike. That's look what it, it is. Look it up, Mike. Look it up. <laughs> um, it's basically a no-win test to see how you react under pressure. Okay, and I think that's the same thing to happen in uh, Into Darkness as well. I know the first the, the first movie has a scene where Kirk is doing the... So maybe it is the same thing. Yeah. Oh, what's funny because... Oh, mm, mm, okay. Which is funny because in this one, um, uh, Spock yes. says to Kirk, like, hey, you took that test three times, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you had a very unconventional way of doing things. They never mentioned it. So I guess probably what they did is fan service in mm-hmm. the J.J. Abrams one. Is they're probably like, they, here's the actual Kirk actually that. does mention what happens at the end of the movie. He, oh, okay. says, he says that he cheated. He hacked into the system, and he made it so that he which could is, win. Which is what happens in the J.J. Abrams movie. Which is interesting, too, because in this movie, that's actually sort of like an interesting character choice because he says, I've never actually had to deal with the concept of death like he's always cheated it yeah he's never actually had to like confront it it's true so he's always found like a way around it or that's something right like that. exactly which is what the i think to your point of the acting takes you out of it and the sets and mm-hmm. things like that yeah i think it's a real disservice because i think the writing in this is pretty well done I, that wouldn't be a shock i think yeah. some of the right i think like as far as writing goes star trek and like star trek and then also like twilight zone like roddenberry and uh roddenberry is that his name roddenberry and uh uh, uh serling were yeah. like amazing writers who like could really like command like do interesting things with the characters yeah and, yeah so I, i'm not sh- i'm not surprised by the writing i yeah. think the writing is probably really good but yeah i think the budget and the the the, 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 the constraints really just took it out and really it out. did it a disservice that's yeah. fair that's fair and yeah. you know what people working on shoestring buggers all respect to them. I'd be surprised though if Star Trek II, the movie, had a shoestring budget. Like, wasn't Star Trek right. at this point like a big deal? If they made a second movie, wouldn't I, it be? I don't know. We'll have to look up the budget later. That's right. Um, so let's see. 
Uh, so she fails that test, whatever, no win situation. Um, so Spock's all like, wow, uh, just wanted to see how everyone did. And like, don't worry about it too much. Don't feel too bad about it. Cadets, this is all okay. Even mm-hmm. though, you know, they trash this. They trash the poor simulation ship, which you're kind of annoyed by. How do you so, trash a simulation ship? I know. That's what I thought. There's like fake explosions <laughs> and everything. And I'm like. I guess you really want to make it I feel like that's, a set, that's set designers of the actual Star Trek movie being like, man, they ruined the set. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sucks. Um, so but it's apparently Captain Kirk's birthday and he seems to not be very happy about it. Mm. And so. He doesn't want to be old. Doesn't want to be old. Yeah. Um, that's the whole thing. Bones gives him a. Artifact, which is glasses, mm. which is something that they has to give him because he wears those glasses later on. Yeah, yeah. he bought very he, embarrassing looking because he because he can't see it. And he's like, uh, you say prescribe like Vitamix or something like that, like something Visamex or something to fix it. And he's like, I'm allergic to that. And he's like, well, here you go. Here's your alternative, mm. says Bones. And Bones is like, also, I got some great Romulan ale here. Let's get lit. And he's like, that's illegal. And he's like, it's for medical purposes. <laughs> it's just it's goofy because it's just. Star Trek is so hard sci-fi in so many ways. Yeah. Like the first half of them or the first like five minutes of them is talking about like just sci-fi garbage that <laughs> nobody understands about like. Except for Trekkies. Except for Trekkies who yeah. probably wrote it all down. I'm sure it all makes sense. But to the outsider, it's like, I want to see characters and things like that. Yeah. I don't want to hear about how the tractor beam is works. Not, is works and is not going to sufficiently have enough power from the auxiliary parts so we have that's to the big difference there. between star wars and star Trek. exactly yeah. they get bogged down in the details which I, for some i get it that's like their immersion details but like honestly some people- like later on in the movie when there's like a big space fight it's very low like low intensity like as far as like not a lot of shooting going on but every shot you can kind of feel because whenever it gets hit they're like fuck the engine like yeah. like immediately it's a bad thing yeah you know which is very different from like many other movies which like i kind of i kind of yeah, appreciate a little bit i kind of like that it's, too, it's the best yeah. way to work around a budget yeah exactly um just to be and that's kind of the signature star star trek is like look most of my knowledge from star trek comes from galaxy quest <laughs> so <laughs> <Me> <laughs> i'm going off of a parody of the actual thing yeah, and i get too. it um i could see that yeah right like yeah. i don't know I um love that movie that movie's so good <laughs> it's such a great movie yeah um i recommend start or Star Trek. i recommend galaxy quest go watch that movie guys yeah that movie's great yeah still holds up yeah um <laughs> galaxy quest 2 the wrath of tim allen <laughs> tim! <laughs> wasn't there like a, a proposed sequel at some point oh i'm they, sure like they were gonna that movie wasn't very successful but I, i'm pretty sure such, they were probably such a shame. like you know what my one of my distinct memories is going to a theater with like my parents and having the whole theater to ourselves oh man they're gonna make a tv show i think oh that was it it was yeah, a tv show i think it'll work better as a tv show but yeah. isn't like the orville kind of already doing that don't don't mention the orville okay me. sorry <laughs> excuse me uh so yeah so he's like apparently there's another group of people who are out Side and exploring abandoned planets. This is so. This is where Chekhov and Tyrell, I think, is yes, his name. The black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain Tyrell. He's mm. out. They're out, like looking for a places to test the Genesis experiment. They need to find a completely what lifeless planet. Is the Genesis experiment? I'll get to that, Mike, but not yet. <laughs> Mike made an angry <laughs> <Fuming>. face. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I can't get what you want. Delayed gratification. <laughs> so then. Uh, they're, they're they're looking for lifeless planets, but they see one that almost hits the bill. Something mm-hmm. oh, regular, regular six, regular one, one. Is that the name? It's, there is a planet called Regula that is a dead planet. Okay, well they're they're like we're gonna try to find it, and they looked at it and like oh, there's like a little teeny tiny glimpse of life we're getting on the readings. It could mm-hmm. be a glitch, but we're gonna check down, see it. So they talk to the doctor, um, Doctor Spock. 
No, the doctor is oh, Doctor House. Dang it! No, doctor. Doctor Who. Doctor. Doctor Who. <laughs> it's not Doctor Who. Not yet. Uh, I'm no. I'm asking doctor, you, Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Surek. <laughs> doctor Surek. Oh, Surek. She's yeah. a lady. She's the. Is she the uh, Christy Alley? No. Oh, okay. Oh shit. Maybe she is. I <laughs> thought Salvik was. No, her name. it is Salvik. Salvik is Kirstie Alley. Yeah, that's her name. Who's Salvik? I think maybe it could be a typo. <laughs> I'm looking for her name. Look, the lady doctor. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. At least out you're there. not calling her a nurse. No, she's a full-on doctor and has her son as an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's a blonde lady. Yeah, she's a blonde lady. Yes. She... Her and Kirk has have uh, have uh, history. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. I didn't see anything about it, but that's what I heard. Yeah. Anyway, they're looking for the Genesis Extreme place, and apparently it's like a uh, civilian thing, and they're helping with St- Starfleet is helping the civilian project okay. go for. So, um, she's like, "Can you relocate?" Or they're like, "We can relocate these people. Or we can try to." And they're like, "Okay, make sure, because we have to make sure it's lifeless." And uh, it's like, "Okay." So um, they go down. Uh, they go down there, and Chekhov goes there on their entire L, and they look, and it's just a whole bunch of dust. Mm-hmm. Like, just looks like nobody's there. But they find a cargo container. They go in it. It looks like people have been around for a while. There's mm. like a weird spooky cage with just dirt in it. Mm. And there's just something, it's a really cool effect. It's just, I mean, it's very simple, but it's effective of um, this like creature under the ground, just kind of like rolling around under Ooh, it. It's just like, you don't know what that is. I'm like, what is this? What is it? You'll find out in a second. Oh. Uh, so then uh, Chekhov reads something and it says, come on, I wrote this down. <laughs> Botany Bay. Botany Bay. Botany Bay. Botany Bay on like a thing. And he's like, Botany Bay. I remember that. Oh, no. We got to get out of here. Uh-oh. And he's like, why? And they, they go outside. There's a bunch of spooky people outside. Spooky and they bring people. them in. And they, they capture Cap Tyrell and Chekhov. Mm. And it's Khan. Khan! Revealing himself. Looking all, looking all snazzy. And he's kind of like road got warrior. Yeah, he looks straight out of Mad Max. <laughs> he does look like Mad Max. Um. Yeah, that's Ricardo Montalban from Fantasy Island. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Chekhov's like, hey, he's a criminal captain to Tyrell because mm-hmm. I guess he never told any stories about Khan. Mm. And they said in 1996. 1996? Uh, yeah, they found him in the cryogenic sleep, which I love. I'm like, man. You gotta love that. I love how people, I mean, I guess it's on its own timeline, but in the 80s, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, 96. That'll be great. I bet they they probably are adhering to the old, like, 60s timeline, and they're just they're like, doing, oh, yeah. well. You know, it's back in the goes. 60s when they thought that the 90s are going to be an amazing time. Right. Yeah, because this was made in, like, early 80s, I think. Yes, this was yeah. made in, like, 84 or something. Yeah. I don't remember the exact date. But, um, so they, uh, bad stuff happened, apparently. They woke him up, and eventually they're, uh, Kirk banished them to the planet that they live in. It used to be a nice planet, but another planet apparently exploded mm. and ruined all of the life on this planet because it tilted it off its axis. Oh. And so the entire planet is a barren wasteland because of that. I'm like, damn, that's that's some good ass world building. <laughs> give me give me this. Or Put, world dying. Or world dying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where Genesis comes in. That's right. Okay, okay. Uh, just kidding, I'm not getting that yet. Ha <laughs> <You> fucking shit bird. <laughs> <laughs> So Khan realizes that, that they didn't, that they weren't here for um, finding him and finding mm. him on this planet. They're here for their own Genesis project that he doesn't know. What is about. the Genesis project? I don't know, Mike. We're gonna get to it. Sure. And then um, they said, "Well, so while he's captured, this is a great way to introduce a villain, in my opinion." Um, mm. Khan then goes over to the cage with all the, like the weird sand stuff and digs out like this bug, and he's like, "This bug." killed 20 of my people and it's the only like living creature left on this planet 
Oh, it's is kill- this, are these these mind worm it's things? Like mind worm things. Yeah, okay. And he takes like it's actually a pretty cool effect. I thought they're just <laughs> sufficiently gross. These horrifying like pincer things. They look mm. like like slug things. Kind of look like earwigs. Yeah, they look. Yeah, they look like fucked up earwigs. Yeah, That's a perfect analogy. Thank you. Um, and he pulls under from one of their scales like a little baby ones and pulls Ugh. two of them out and it's just like, um, this is just these things killed my wife, including like twenty other people. Whoa. So, um, my wife. <laughs> so anyway well what's great about them is while they're babies what they do is they crawl in your ears and then they go to your like cortex mm. and they make you very susceptible to anything Whoa. and then they get bigger and then they just eat you from the inside out like and that. like the way he explains it and I think Khan does a pretty good job mm-hmm. as far as an actor goes oh it, no yeah Ricardo Montalban's a good actor he's great honestly him and Spock are probably the best actors yeah. in the movie I, yeah. I, yeah I agree with that learn Nimoy. yeah yeah um and he does a great job just selling like how creepy it is just to be like, all right. And he just puts them in, put some helmets on and they just stuck it on there and, Ugh. and they get mind controlled basically no! by those, by those things. And I'm like, damn, that's such a good way to introduce a film because he explains like how evil this thing is. Mm. And then he just does it. Like he seems like a nice guy up front. Like th- I feel like there's a very important point in a lot of like narrative writing where you have a villain and you're introducing them and you want to make them sympathetic and it's just like okay sympathy sympathy is getting the fact that he had 20 people of his own people killed on this including planet where he's wife. banished including his wife and yeah. it's just like oh man that sucks and then he's like i want you to suffer the same way and that's just like such a great way to introduce that characters and his motivation just like at this point he's kind of lost it yeah and he's wants to inflict revenge in like the purest form of revenge possible where he's literally inflicting the same fate on other people. And he doesn't even care about his own. And he doesn't care. He's just yeah. there and just is like, well, these people are going to die. I don't care. This reminds me a lot of the bad guy in the first Star Trek movie, the J.J. Abrams first Star Trek yes. movie. Remember the guy? He's also a pretty good villain. Very good villain. The only question is like, why? how did he convince other people to go along with him on this weird mission? Uh, they also they're, I think they're also abandoned too. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, that's what at least I implied it from it. So I looked up Botany Bay because that name like stuck out to me. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's an. Uh, for many years, it was an Australian penal colony. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like a like there's a lot of like sea shanties and stuff written about this. place. Interesting. Yeah. So this is maybe the space version of it. Yeah. Yes. Because hmm. they just say Botany Bay. I think it's an SS under it, which mm, might imply it's a ship. That's really interesting. Okay. Cool. Uh, again. World building, and yeah, like, a little bit. Mwah. Like I almost it, feel like the writing I just, is very good. That's the thing is, I almost feel like maybe I just want to watch like Star, like read Star Trek, like like bo- ex- like, like books. extended universe, yeah, books. like extended universe books. Go ahead, that's a lot. I guess man, that's, that's too. The thing is, it's too, it's too deep. Yeah. It's too deep. I can't do it. Yeah, I just need. I need that visual. Hey man, you jumped into the second movie. Maybe yeah. you like it. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm a Trekkie at heart. <laughs> Not just King Star Wars for life. Suck it. Honestly, I, I kind of want to watch, after watching this, I kind of want to watch the Picard years because I feel like Picard is, yeah, he's I, a much better actor. He has a much better actor. Yeah. And I feel like those kind of step Stewart. up the game a little bit more. And people seem to really like Next Generation a lot and That's like generally too. revere it as good things. And I've seen clips, more clips from that than the original. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the original is so cheesy in so many ways. It kind of is nice. Yeah, so it was very surprising actually because I thought it was going to be way cheesier than it was. Like it's not like high art or anything. No. But it's like, oh, this is actually like okay. Like yeah. they're at least trying something. While like I remember pictures of Kirk like fighting like a random dude. Everyone suit. fucking like, remembers that yeah, of like, Kirk fighting that fucking lizard man. Yeah, the lizard the man. Desert. Yeah, yeah. It's That's just... everyone's memory of Kirk. Yeah, that and banging a bunch of ladies with different colored skin. Yes, like green and purple. Equal opportunists. That's right. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so what else we got here? So Admiral Kirk is now they're going to go on a training mission with the. Um, 
Spock's crew, mm-hmm. and he's going to oversee it and like judge everyone by it. And uh, Christy Alley is Kirsty. Kirsty Alley. I don't know. <laughs> What's her character name? Would that be easier to to, uh, to say? Salvik. Salvik. Okay. Salvik. Um, it's surprised because he's so human. Like her, you know, um, her hero, her superior. Yeah. yeah. And Spock is like, well, everyone has a flaw, don't they? <laughs> Spock's great. Um, so they go to the Enterprise, and they, she takes out the docking bay okay, and then Chekhov calls mm-hmm. uh, the science lady and is like, hey, we need to give the Genesis Project all of it f- to Starfleet. Mm. She's like, it's a, sci- it's a science, like, civilian project. What are you doing? He's like, well, this is orders from Kirk. And, Lies. and she's like, really? He's like, yep, sorry, I have my orders. And they hang up. Boy, he's got a brain worm in him. Exactly. And Chekhov like, talks to Khan. He's like, you know they're going to just call Kirk in a second and confirm. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, so Because then Kirk will investigate it. Exactly. Yeah. Kirk will investigate. So they Fall call. Right into Khan's trap. Exactly. They call. Yeah. And she calls and talks to Kirk. And is like, why did you order this? And But the thing is, there's signal interference. And it's coming. From the source of them, they're being jammed, which I'm like, that's a big red flag. Jamming, it's always a big red flag. Um, and she basically was like, "Why are you doing this?" And is all mad, and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't order any Genesis project thing." And then I don't even know what it is. I don't even. He knows what it is. And then Spot comes and is like, "What is the Genesis project anyway?" What is it? So they they all go into a room uh, with uh, Doctor Bones, and they all go like, Dr. "What's going?" That's his name. It's true. And then uh, they say, what is this? Do you know, know why he's called Bones? Why is he called Bones? Wife took care of them by my bones. <laughs> no. It's uh, back in the days of uh, the Civil War, they would be called, uh, the doctors would be called Bones because they had a saw into bones, like saw bones. Man. That's what's, that's where the title, the, the, the word saw bones comes God, from. The Civil War was such a fucked up war for like... <laughs> oh, you got like, shot in the leg, got to cut the whole leg yeah, off. Yeah, it's like it was... <laughs> Got to so get the gangrene out of you somehow. Yep. You want the rest of you to, to, to fucking like rot because nope. of gangrene? Just got to cut it all off. Fuck off, dude. so brutal. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, then we got the, they're asking what Genesis is, and apparently it's literally what it sounds like. It's creating life from nothing. Mm. So it's creating, it, the point is they want to create, want to use a planet to test to see if they can terraform it basically and I make see. it sustainable the whole life so they can put whatever life they want on there. So it's, you know, as more resources get taken up by people moving on planets, they're trying to basically terraform planets and this is a quick way to do it. So that's what it is. But the catch, the catch is why they don't want people to fall in the wrong hands. Kind of the moral dilemma is, is Genesis, the way it shoots life onto planets is it restructures, I guess the planets like uh, this isn't the proper way to explain it, but the DNA. Uh-huh. So the DNA. if there's anything the on the molecular it, structure, yeah, the molecular it. structure, whatever, mm-hmm. if there's anything on the planet, it'll get killed off instantly because it doesn't fit the form of what the Genesis project wants it to fit. I see. So it's like, if it gets in the wrong hands, it could be used for complete evil right. and just eliminate planets mm. and people on it. But in the hands, the right hands, it could be good. Mm. That's why they were looking for a completely empty planet. I see. So anyway, they go. They decide that they're going to go to the research station and check it out because they're like, no one else is around. We're just doing a training mission. We'll check it out. Should be fine. Um, they go and check it out. And, um, oh, man, they find a starship. And they're like, cool, we should go talk to them. And they have no shields up. And they get real close. And then Khan's all of a sudden like, shoot him. And he shoots them all. Shoots them all. He's got all these, well, there's nothing on there. And mm, they got no, no shields. shields. So they're just taking all the damage. And they're like, oh, no, this hurts. No. But, of course. 
Crafty Kirk is like, I'm going to call, I'm going to take a call. And it's like, Khan, I know you. And he's like, you better give me, um, we'll beam you aboard our ship and take you captive, but we also want the Genesis program as well. And he's like, okay, fine. Uh, take me a second to get those. What he does instead is he gets the codes for each starship fleet, ha- like ship has its own codes to it. And so he gets the codes for that fleet and then like beams, instead of beaming the information for the Genesis project, he beams the uh, codes to turn off all of the shields on them. So he does that while they're doing that. And then they just blast the shit He's out hacking, of him. hacking, bro. He's hacking. He's going hacking. And they basically disable Khan's ship. And mm-hmm. Khan is, of course, mad. And um, they then Kirk is like, well, they got a whole bunch. Let's go see the injuries. And immediately see Scotty with like a guy who's like almost dead. Because like they just shot the shit out of like, the engine room. Right. To disable the engine. So all these like, Oh, is that why the radiation is in the engine probably room? Probably why. Probably why. Because they got shot up. And that's the last of my half. Oh, shit, man. You flew by that. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So um, my half of the movie. We've got, I just wrote something bad happened. <laughs> hey, you're right. I was very, right. Everyone's, <laughs> very, uh, very observant. Everyone's just like burnt and bleeding. It looks real bad. Just One a- part that I actually really liked was this guy was dying and he said like warp speed and then he dies, but he was like re- reaching out to Kirk. And then as he dies, there's like a bloody handprint on Kirk's like white, um, like uniform. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. It was like a cool reveal. They didn't call too much attention Not to like it. it. Subtle. Like, yeah. So the Enterprise comes upon regular one. Uh, they don't acknowledge, even though there's supposed to be people there like Scotty. Or, uh, not Scotty. Um, Chekhov. Yeah. So, but Khan is there. And uh, Kirk and Bones want to beam down. And also some lady that looks like she wants Kirk's dick. That was Kirstie Alley. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, they beam down. I wrote, it's like a bad horror movie. It's not really too scary everyone's just like sneaking around they don't know what's going on <laughs> and then they find a dead body hanging oh that's like a horror movie yeah but oh no and uh, not a good one though and then they find Chekhov and Chekhov is the survivor and so it's Terrell that's his name right yeah um, and they sort of tell Kirk about everything that happened they mention the like brain worm and all that stuff um, and they say that Khan uh, 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 blames Kirk for the <laughs> death of his wife he's mad and then it's revealed that Khan is listening into their communications Oh shit! Uh, he can hear everything they're hearing, and then um, they are like walking around. They're like, "Okay, where do we go? Like, we can't beam back up to the Enterprise because we're out of we're we're low on energy." They just called the Enterprise. They told them about that. So then they're like, "Okay, well, let's beam wherever the people that were here beamed to, you know, because they were getting killed." So they beam into the center of Regula One, ah. center of the planet, where they it's just a bunch of lava like in the core or no just... in the core it's a dead planet right it's a hollow dead planet oh. and in the middle of the dead planet is dr marcus that's the girl the lady yo i never really really got where she was i thought yo, she was on a planet i thought she was just on one of those spaceships outside i didn't oh, really realize she's in that the she... fucking planet bro that's pretty dope and not only is she in the planet so wait is the... this can't be the planet they're looking for because why would because before they had the planet now Okay, let me let me fucking explain to you. Okay. I know this is fucking Star Trek, not fucking Star Wars. I know. I like magic. <laughs> I like magic in my sci-fi. Let me explain some shit. All right, midichlorians. She, midichlorians, first off. She was the one on the ship that got attacked. Yes. She warped from that ship into the center of the planet. Got it. So she hasn't been there all the whole not time. Not very long. She just warped there. And so, that's why Kirk wound up there. Because she just warped there and they still have the coordinates. Got it. So Kirk warps and so does everyone else, including Chekhov and all of them. Warp into the center of the planet. We meet Dr. Marcus. We meet her son, David. It's like blonde looking yeah, yeah. kid. Um, 
Also, so like our friend David. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but then it's revealed that Chekhov and Terrell were are still actually under Khan's control, and they pull guns on all of them. Yeah. And they shoot some guy. I don't know who he is. Which uh, is weird because they say they just makes you easier to take orders. That's right. But it's like, wouldn't you be able to take orders from anyone then? Yes. Uh, so that's. But they don't sense. take orders from everyone. They don't okay. take them from Khan. Yeah. Khan. They got the original uh, juicy bugs. The yeah. Juicy bugs. It's like a game of chess. And he's uh, and they they are they are his pawns. <laughs> Mike just loves yelling. I'm really glad I got the audio right on this one. Yeah, <laughs> you fuck. So <laughs> they kill some guy. I don't know who it is. And then they are or- they order them to kill Kirk. And Terrell's like, I can't do it. So he kills himself. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And then the brain worm comes out of Chekhov's head. And then Khan, uh, it just leaves. It's like I'm done. It just well, I think because I don't know why. Yeah, it why does. does it leave? It's just like, like peace shits, out. Eh, this is tired. This doesn't taste very good. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. it's like a it's all uh, Russian. In yeah, here. yeah, Russian brain. Yeah, I don't want that. It's all red in here. That's <laughs> hot. <laughs> uh, so he pops out. And Wants then, to share all its food with me. I don't get it. <laughs> I want to pay for this. <laughs> it's not worth very much. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, then Kirk shoots the bug, and then Khan warps the Genesis out of the uh center of the planet and leaves them stranded there so uh, the genesis excuse me i might you might have explained this i might genesis is like what's uh, it look a, like it's a machine it's just a machine that's it's like a out. tall looks like a metal dick basically okay yeah i didn't figure it'd be too fancy it's very very phallic and he warps it out of the center of the planet Oh, the creation of life you say <sighs> right and leaves them to die much like how khan's wife was left to die he says marooned on a dead planet buried alive and uh, so, dark. so then Kirk pulls his glasses out, but then it disappears in the next scene or in the next shot. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why do you even pull the glasses out? They look so embarrassing. Uh, they are very antique. Like they're, they're very, very bad. So he's like, yeah, there's there's food in here. Why don't you guys go get some food? And everyone's like, OK, let's go get food. So they leave. And then it's revealed that David is actually Kirk's son. What the fuck? Yeah. Him and, uh, oh, him that's, and Dr. That's, Marcus. That's fucking, that's fucking good. <laughs> Yeah. Too good. They Real created good. life. They're the Genesis That's Project, right. baby. That's right. Woo, you don't need no dead planet to do that. <laughs> Just need a closed starship with nice air conditioning and a good bed. <laughs> woo, woo. Definitely nice air conditioning. Kirk don't fuck it a hot room. Yeah, no. He's already sweaty <laughs> enough. He's so sweaty. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a man sweat more through an entire movie than, <laughs> than Kirk. fucking Dirk Kirk in the movie. He's, just, anyway, he's Kirk- a sweaty boy. And you know what? Maybe that's why I related to him. Because he's, he's so sweaty? Yeah. Yeah. When Kirk's about to finish, he goes, I'm going to come. <laughs> Is that why he's acting so bad? He just yells everything. Yeah, he did yell a lot of lines. I'm... He's like, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he just says things in a weird way. Like up until now, I've heard people do like, oh yeah, the you know, Shatner, Shatner impression. impressions. Boy, do you become aware of it when you're watching a movie where Shatner's the protagonist. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You mean Here's when you actually act- Genesis project. Dave, we've got to stop it. Khan is bad man. <laughs> like, it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's a bomb that is dropped. And then uh, Kirk sees what... Uh, okay, so Genesis is a thing that can create it. But the Genesis has already created life on this dead planet. And in the middle of the planet is waterfalls and trees. So they just did it. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. Because in the middle of the testing, they said their first stage was to test that just so we can create journal life in a lab setting the yes. next one was to do it underground yes that's what and it was. the third one was to do it on the surface and see if they can create that there you go so they're in it, phase two it's actually kind of cute because uh dr marcus mentioned she's like it took 10 months to build this like uh, a tunnel inside of the planet but it only took one day to 
to like grow all of this. And what she means by that is like once you press the Genesis button, that you let it go. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. That's cute. So, um, Kirk uh, mentions before about how he he doesn't believe in a no-win situation. He gets warped back onto the ship. Spock lied during the transmission. He knew that he was that they were being intercepted by Khan. Oh, why did he lie? Uh, well, that's the thing is he lied uh, in order to uh, trick Khan into believing that they couldn't warp Kirk oh, back okay, out of the planet. Um, and Kirstie Alley's impressed by this. He goes, "Oh my God, a, a, a Vulcan lying!" And you know, uh, uh, Spock's like, "Well, you know, you learn as you do." <laughs> So wise that Spock. So wise and call smart. Him Dr. Spock for nothing. Yeah, it's no wonder guy. he's a legend and everyone quotes him all the time. Well, you go. Well, you know, do. I uh, learned things. Yeah. <laughs> this is just your parenting Learn advice. Prosper is what I say, Doctor <laughs> Spock. This me. sounds like a freaking like Leonard Nimoy on The Simpsons, like what he <laughs> says or something. Like. He's like, did I mean, he's like, uh, oh, is that I saved the day? Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, so they get back onto the Enterprise and Kirk is full of vim and vigor. He knows what he's going to do. So he fights the Enterprise. Wait, no. Khan finds the Enterprise and he's, they speed through space and there's a big space fight. And Kirk goats Khan into entering a nebula, which they are flying into. Pretty similar to uh, that one scene in um, Galaxy Quest where they go through the mines. Oh, yeah. Uh, that basically is what's happening. And Khan, even though Khan has the Genesis, he hates Kirk so much that he actually goes into the nebula to fight him. There is actually a great scene earlier where um, one of the followers of Khan like talks to him and is like, "Hey, we have a we have a ship. You know, we got what you need. We can escape. You've beaten Kirk at this point at his own game. We've escaped. um, Oh God, why can't why can't I think of the word? Why can't I think of the word Uh, (laughs) exiled? We we escape being exiled, and you know now we can go do whatever we want. Mm. Haven't you won? He's like, no. No. I have to make sure he really learns his lesson. Yes, exactly. Which is like, I don't know. Maybe it's also just the actor, but I'm like, I kind of like this. I I like Khan. Yeah, I don't like Khan, but I think he's a cool villain. I think he's a good villain. Yeah, and I think that's why he's kind of enough where they put him in a reboot of Star Trek. Basically, (laughs) as Benedict Cumberbatch, like. How did Cumberbatch fare to this you know, Khan I character? You, I don't remember him as well. I was mm. also drinking a lot, but um, he I definitely remember him <laughs> more. I remember. I think this Khan's more iconic. 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 Ah. Ah. You uh, know, sometimes he's you an learn icon. <laughs> sometimes you learn things. You just gotta you do. Just learn things. <laughs> you just learn things. <laughs> you just learn things. What is it from Spock? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, they get a couple of good shots at each other, but Khan gets it much worse than Kirk does. And Kirk just starts mercilessly firing into Khan's ship. And then he asks them to surrender. And Khan is all fucked up. And um, he's like, I will not surrender. And he prepares to warp the Genesis and blow it up inside of the Enterprise. And so they must fix the ship. They need to warp out of there. They need to get the ship as far away from here as possible. So, but the thing is, is the radiation is so bad in the engine room that they can't, they don't have mm-hmm. enough energy to actually warp. This is the exact same plot from Into Darkness. <laughs> this part I really remember. Tell me all about what happens. Well, in Into Darkness, Darkness, Spock is like, I'm going to sacrifice myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to fix it. Right. Tell me more. How mm-hmm. does Into Darkness end? I don't remember that part. But I remember Spock's fine in the end. Oh, okay. So, Spock, same thing, must enter the radiated area in order to fix the ship, to fix the warp drive. Um, and he does. And Khan explodes. He he dies because he can't actually warp the Genesis into the Enterprise because the Enterprise is able to escape. Yep. But Spock dies. 
Okay. Spock does die in this movie. He's dead for real. He doesn't. He doesn't go on living, which actually I think it makes a pretty good ending. And uh, he he brings up the test, the test that everyone's been talking about in this whole movie, and he says that he's like, so so uh, Kirk, how do you like my solution to the no win test? Oh, yeah. And then damn, he, shows then how he, much better of a person he is. I really liked Spock. Yeah, it was it was such a shame he was hardly in it. And then we they have a big. Spock funeral where they shoot him off into space and they play fucking a bagpipe version of Amazing Grace, which I'm like, that's classic. So the is, Mar- it, is it is it to like you know Spock though? Like what kind of funeral music the Vulcans do, do they play at Vulcan? They probably don't play any funeral music because they don't. They that's no illogical. Emotion. Why would you have yeah, them, right. why would you have fun with emotions? I guess that's true. I don't know. It's they the, probably wouldn't even have a funeral. I thought it was really goofy. Well. Honestly, yeah, Vulcans probably wouldn't even have a funeral. Just no, jettison him off in the space, be like, fuck it, who cares? And then Kirk says, he's the most human man I ever knew. And then uh, Kirk, uh, his glasses are broken. Some kind of, like, metaphor. His son shows up and says that, hey, Kirk, you've never been faced with death, but I was wrong about you, and I'm proud to be your son. And they hug each other. And then um, at the end of the movie, uh, Kirk is, like, looking out the window, and everyone's like, hey, Kirk, how are you feeling? And he goes, I feel young. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> well, I'll let you know that Star Trek, the the movie Star Trek Three, is called The Search for Spock. What? So, but he did. How do they search for him? They look got, for his body. Got to watch a movie. If only we did a whole month where we just watch all. Not of gonna this. happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a very interesting ending. Yeah. Yeah. wasn't very wasn't very great. It was whatever. Yeah, I'm but sorry. again, it's like I watched half a movie. I didn't really. I, wasn't I know. Really I feel to like definitely. I feel like definitely out of uh, this always happens. <laughs> We always say this. We always say I've this. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand a times. A thousand times. Yeah. Sometimes you learn things <laughs> by just doing them. <laughs> doing them is this podcast where we do it where we watch half a movie. Yeah. Turns out if you come in halfway through a movie. You don't really care that much. You're less likely to like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch the beginning, you'll be like, oh, I want to know So you liked it a lot. I don't like it a lot, but I was definitely, I see the good points of it. You mm. know, I see the parts that tickle that sci-fi. Fancy. Th- yeah. Where yeah. it's like, hey, we're going to. Um, one thing this has an advantage of is they spend all their time instead of explaining character motivations mm. and reasons behind it is to explain and they use that time to explain the world, which informs how characters feel about things and right. how they interact with everything. And I think that's a much more interesting way of revealing character motivations mm. than just having a character like, just say how they feel. Exactly. I think it's more like they explain the world and therefore you're getting knowledge about the world. But then the fact at that same point, they're kind of revealing a little bit about how that character interacts with that world. I do like that kind of writing. I think it was missing in my half of the movie because multiple times people ask Kirk how he's feeling. And uh, he says, I feel old. It's and almost like Kirk is, feel young. It's almost like Kirk is one of the only ones that doesn't actually explain any of that stuff. Yeah. He's yeah. Just sitting, but yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But I didn't hate it. Yeah. I was just sort of like unimpressed. You're just kind of like, yeah. This yeah. Because this is the one that everyone holds up, right? No, yeah. Every, this is like everyone's favorite Star Trek movie. Yes. I guess I want to ask you that too. How does this compare to Into Darkness and Star Trek? I mean, Trek? I liked it better in Into Darkness. Into Darkness is a very, to me, it was a very bland movie. Mm. Like, it didn't stand out at all towards anything. It wasn't mm. like a, it wasn't bad. Right. I guess also, I was just unimpressed. Mm-hmm. This one, at least, like, Khan is interesting. Like yeah, his, I liked Khan. His shenanigans were interesting. Yeah. The whole like cadet aspect was interesting. I don't know if the cadet aspect. I don't remember the cadet aspect was in uh, in the darkness, but mm. I did. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It is weird that you have this like cadet that's like you know like really I don't know like fallen in love with these people though. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Is she or is she just is she just she's just immensely respectful? Like I right. said, she isn't like gonna fawn <laughs> over him or anything. No. 
She's just very hornily respectful. <laughs> hornily respect. She's horny for respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And learning and trying to be good at her job. Mm-hmm. Which is what all Vulcans should do, I guess. Or I guess they do because it's her personality. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wound up liking this movie more than I thought I would because I was expecting very corny, very cheesy. I got all that. Yeah, you got all that. Yeah, I got all that. Uh, for me, it was like, yes, there was definitely set pieces that didn't look very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't hate it though. Yeah, I didn't fair. hate it. I, I, I definitely watching this. I understand what people like about Star right. Trek. Like that's kind of how I came yeah. away from this. Like yeah. okay, I, get I respect it. you. At I, least, at least I, I know because up until now I've just been like, how can you watch this show and not find it immensely goofy? Yeah, like I watched the pilot forever ago, the original Star oh Trek pilot, God. and I liked it, but I'm just like, this is so cheesy. Like, yeah, that's why I definitely want to see next generation stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think i've seen too much next generation movies that's with Worf, right yeah it's with Worf. i'm Worf and, and data data and Bic- <laughs> yeah that's how data sounds i'm picard <laughs> engaged <laughs> yeah so all those scenes make it so <laughs> so maybe i'm Worf. <laughs> maybe i'll watch maybe i'll watch next generation maybe i'll maybe i'll Is give there a next generation movie we should watch guys watch yeah. it email the podcast.com we might not watch it this month but we may watch another month. we'll watch it eventually we have a lot of movies we, lined we up. actually do we actually finally have movies lined up but we'll get to it yeah send us suggestions you know yeah it's an endless supply yeah you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter and youtube and you can listen to previous episodes on uh, itunes google play music stitcher and spotify and while you're there please leave a five-star rating and review we will read it on the show no matter what it says even if it is a long uh, a monologue similar to Khan's where you wish us death and uh, you hope we perish. No, I don't really want any revenge. death threats. I don't really want to read any death I threats. I would love to read a death threat okay, on well. the show. Leave a death threat. That'd be fun. Uh, Just to be, not to Ethan. Okay, Just yeah, to be. you know that's fine. fine. Uh, would it be weird if I read that to you though? Like, would it be like <laughs> me? Like that being would, like, I would. Question, I would question whether or not there was actually a reviewer if you were just threatening <laughs> me. What if I just like, hey, Mike, we got a new review. <laughs> so hate you, you I want to stab shit. you in your sleep. And, uh, you know, when you snore, you make a real loud noise that I just, that vibrates through the walls. And it's just <laughs> oh. awful. It makes me want to stab you through this podcast I'm listening to. I am concerned. Do I actually snore in my sleep? No, well, you don't. I've never heard. You're, awesome. you're perfectly fine. <laughs> the most I hear is the Xbox going ding, ding, ding. Oh, what I'm like, like searching through searching things? things. That's the most I hear. It. Okay, it's very quiet. Thank goodness, I'm glad. I just noticed it. I'm like, what? it sounds like. I hate that fucking sound. I know. I get I it. I hate it. I hate how like all, every like thing does that. They have to make a noise whenever you go to one thing. Or, it's like, part you're of the. It's part it. of the feedback. We got to get that feedback I, of a I click. I get so, that. But it's so loud. It is loud. And it's monotonous. It is loud, monotonous, and it's also the thing that was weird. It threw me off when I first heard it. Mm. Is I was like. It's not like rhythmatic, no. it, but it almost is because yes. the the rate people naturally search at things. It's, it's usually going like at a rhythm. Ding, 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 and then you stop and read it. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. I and do that depends, a lot too. and that's fine. Like yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna kill you in your sleep for it. <laughs> Knock on wood. No. Uh, <laughs> You're the one that. <laughs> That's not out of luck. I hope I'm knock on wood. You know, I don't, I don't get sleep. what knock on wood means. Knock on wood is like you've you've you hope it doesn't happen. Yes, exactly, exactly. I hope I don't kill you in your sleep. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. I just hope I don't do it. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we're just a lot a lot of wishful thinkers around here. <laughs> oh man, uh, is that the end of uh, Wrath of God? Do you? Yeah. Hopefully, we don't face the wrath of Ethan. No. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>